Welcome to Secondhand Therapy. Uh, we are not licensed therapists or professionals in any way. We're just two guys uh, talking about what we are learning and experiencing in our own therapy sessions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we're probably experts in something, each of us. I, just I, not related to mental health. I honestly can't think of one thing that I'd be like, now I'm an expert. Making a PB&J? Ooh. You know what? I'm Michael Malone, and I'm a PB&J expert. And I'm Lou Paletti, and I eat pussy like a honey badger. Oh, my God. What? I have a tattoo. <sighs> Enjoy We're talking the show. about expertise. Enjoy the show. We're talking about expertise, are we not? I thought this is what we were doing. You know what? Cue that music. Okay. took a quiz this week all right i i was talking to my therapist and she asked me we were talking about relationships and she asked me what my attachment style was yeah and i was like well i'm gonna have to google what attachment style is that makes sense that's fair i'd never heard of that i uh i've heard of it i um i don't know a ton about it yeah, I think I tap out like around love language. Mm. Like I think everybody's kind of heard that tossed around. I think that's pretty common. Like, yeah, what's your love language? It was a big TikTok thing last year. Oh yeah, love languages during the pandemic. TikTok to the rescue. Well, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so I had heard of love language before, but I had not. I uh, never heard of attachment theory ever. Yeah, and um, so wait, 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 wait. So what's your love language? Oh, I thought you were going to be a dick. Mm. Uh, I don't do that. I'm a sweetheart. And we know that. The people, my little bear cubs, the people at home, my little bear cubs, they know that. Little bear, little bear sweetheart. I I think my love language is physical touch. Like, that's what I like to receive. Okay, you a you snuggle, snuggle bunny. I am. Snuggly poo. Okay. I, I like to cuddle. Yeah. I'm a cuddler. Mm-hmm. I like to be all up on you. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Hmm. I, uh, how long, we've known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. I've, and you've been in a few long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, neither of those women liked to cuddle <laughs> or wanted you touching them at all. They didn't even want me around. Yeah. Yeah. So. So interesting. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's why I'm single. Yeah. Um, so. so you, you like snuggly? I'm, I'm a snuggly guy, mm-hmm. um, and I think my, the love language that I give, because I think you have a, a give and receive. I think so. Uh, my understanding, you can. They could be the same, but I think they can be different. Yeah. And I, thi- I think uh, the, uh, acts of service is my... That's your outward? Yeah. I like, like, I like doing things for people. Like what? I keep the house clean. I make banana nut bread. I, you know. Uh, so we call, there's a word for that. It's called the bare minimum, right? So <laughs> when you say acts of service, <laughs> we're not we're not going to talk about 
cleaning up after yourself, right? So what else? Go ahead. I like, you know, um, just doing nice things. Yeah, like what? I don't know, man. Whatever they're what into. You don't know? Well, whatever they're into. Or if mm. I'm thinking, just to show them that I'm thinking of them. That's what I like. Although it doesn't bleed over into gifts. I'm not a gift giver. Very rarely do I think about other people. When I go on trips and stuff, it's always at the end of the trip that I go, oh, fuck, I didn't pick up anything for anybody. Yeah. I'm the worst at that. When I went to London for a month, I, I, yeah. I, to- I told you that when I got back, I was like, hey, man, just a heads up. I didn't get anybody anything. Yeah, and it hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and I almost panicked at the airport and got everybody like little trinkets at the airport because that's when I thought about it. It was sitting, waiting for my fucking plane to take off. I was like, oh, I didn't get anybody anything. See, that's the Michael Malone I know. Not a gift giver. And I'm going to tell you, had you rolled up and handed me a keychain, that's it for us. (laughs) You wouldn't have accepted my keychain? An airport keychain? Go fuck yourself with it. No, I don't want an airport keychain. That's worse than nothing. Paddington Bear on it. No. No. Wow. It's my direct competition. No. Wow. Is that all you want? What about you? You got a love language or you just... I've never done the quiz. Um, I I think my my give and receive are probably similar. I think I'm um, physical touch and acts of service. I I'm, I'm a cuddler. Yeah. Olu Olu Bear. I'm first team first team all pro all cuddle first team all cuddle right and we know that. <laughs> And we know that. Here's the thing. We've been friends a long time. We've never cuddled. You want to cuddle? You we've, couldn't handle we've it. We've wrestled a few times. We've never cuddled. Yeah. You can guess how that ended. <laughs> I think you put me through a dresser in Knoxville, Tennessee one time. It was Chattanooga. Oh, it was let's Chattanooga. Not, let's not rewrite history. And oh. you sure did. <laughs> right? Because yeah. you kept getting cocky with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I played gentle for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I got to show you what reality is like. Yeah, you put me through a, a, an armoire, I think is what they're called. Say, say that again? An armoire. Armoire. An armoire. I don't know. It was a hotel. Whatever they have in hotels. Yeah. Yeah, it was wood. <laughs> it was definitely wood. Um, yeah, I don't think you could handle cuddling with me. You're, you're, it's that serious. Dog. I'm t- first team all cuddle. I'm telling you, bro. Because here, I'm going to shut it down for a second while I educate you. Okay. Daddy, put the knowledge out in the world. I'm here to receive. Okay. Look at you. Okay. You're nothing but sharp corners and edges. Okay. You're just this pointy pile of limbs. It's like a marionette. It's like someone dropped the strings and the marionette's in a pile. That's you. Okay. Who wants to cuddle with that? No one is the. That was, that was rhetorical, but I'm gonna answer. No one. Now, look at Daddy. Yeah. Tell me, I'm not comfortable. Uh, yeah. You couldn't handle it. You would. You would never want to leave. And we can't have that. We got a podcast to do. <laughs> we got stuff to do. Yeah. I am. I'm telling you, I have a lot of confidence in my cuddle game. Are you all-time Big Spoon? I prefer Big Spoon. Do you ever go Little Spoon? 
I mean, if it's important to the broad, I'll, you know, I'll, <laughs> oh I'll throw her a bone and let her be the big spoon. But typically, honestly, I haven't had, I know some women want to be the big spoon, mm-hmm. but when you're nuzzling the daddy and he's got his arm around you, <laughs> where are you going to go? <laughs> There's no better place. And we know that. And that's okay. Okay. All right. So that's the thing. I have the last person um, I seriously dated. She's dead now. Um, Welcome to the show. We'll get into that. We'll get into that eventually. Oh yeah, we're getting into that in therapy. Have you actually? Uh, side note: Have you actually gotten into it in, in therapy yet, or no? A little bit. But you remember how I told you that me and my therapist had a conversation. We're like, all right, we're gonna get into this. Mm-hmm. And every week I come up with something else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, conveniently. Yeah. And so this week he's like, he just sat there and he looked at me. He's like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, I know what you want me to say. And he's like, I don't want you to say anything. And I was like, fine, let's just do it. Let's get into it. And here's what I discovered. It's not, um, the hardest part for me isn't reliving all of those things. It's just simply sharing them. It's just hard. It's just hard for me to talk about because you know what? I'm not going to say because, because I don't know yet, but I figured out it wasn't what I was saying. It was just getting myself to say it was the hardest part. That sounds like it's a dipping into acceptance. Well, now, as we said at the beginning, we're not experts. So what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about, my boy? Yeah, because I mean, when you, it's hard to admit, it's hard to tell others about something if you don't truly want to believe it or believe it or accepted it yet and all of those things. So it's hard to talk to others about it. Yeah. I found I found that with my with when my mom passed, that was a big thing for me. It was hard to even say those words out loud that my mom was dead because it was like Yeah. It was putting You're like admitting it's real. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, it's like saying, you know, it's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> Some shit's about to happen. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so love languages. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Yeah. That's a different episode. That's yeah. a. If you listen to our, uh, our prologue, grief will be coming up prevalently. Mm-hmm. And there's a little moment <laughs> for you. <ya. laughs> um, a little teaser trailer. A little teaser. Yeah. Oh, man, we get into grief, it's going to be... Oh, it's lights out. Okay. Love, what What was I talking about therapy? I'm a cuddler, great cuddler. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. You said something else. You said that you are a... You you like... You're a, um, not, not a gift giver. You are also a... Uh, acts of service. Acts of service. I will say some of... I think of you're my, a gift giver. It's both. Because... Basically, my thing is I I just I want you to know that I thought of you and that might mm. be like I saw a little something and I picked it up for you. It might be, OK, you got here. Um, I saved you a parking space or I have your favorite drink in the fridge. Like what? Like the it'll 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 intertwine. So I do think acts of service and gift giving are both accurate for my output. Yeah, because I think full-on gift-giving is just like kind of buying people's love kind yeah. of thing where you don't really uh, know Oh, so you've to. met my dad, <laughs> right? 
Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, they don't know how else to say I love you, so they're just like, yeah. Here's a car. Yeah. So when I do gift giving, it I it's more out of like, hey, I saw this thing and thought of you. I thought you would like it. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I do, th- and I think it's that's my give and receive. Like I do. Um. Like I do like to cuddle and I do like to hold hands and I do, you know, I'm in all that. And, but I also, I like to feel like you thought of me. Yeah. It's, it's just nice. Like, Hey, I saw us and thought of you or, Hey, I know you hate doing laundry. So I folded all the laundry before you got home. Like, dude, my last girlfriend she passed away <laughs> uh, <laughs> for, um, yeah. my, the first birthday I had while we were together, Um, I came home and she, oh no, it wasn't even for my birthday. I made that up. We were just like, it was kind of early on in the relationship and we were just talking about like stuff we like. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned that like, I love yellow cake with chocolate frosting. And the next day I went to work and she had a day off. She just like made me a cake and I came home and she had this cake made. Like I almost cried. It was so thoughtful and just such a nice thing. And I was like, well, that's really sweet. And it was so good. <laughs> I ate the whole thing in two days. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like it's, things like, like, you because know, because you you feel heard because you're, yeah. Yeah. When people pick up on those things and those acts of service, you, you really feel like they, they know you or that they care. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's just nice to be like, thought of you today. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, what I was going to say is, um, that same, person that I was my last relationship she was not a cuddler at all when we first started dating oh really yeah and about a month in she was like a parasite on my side <laughs> that's how good I'm telling you buddy you're converting people I'm converting wow yeah yeah hmm I'll th- you need a cuddle just come see Lou Bear Lou Bear cuddle you up you know there's there's an app for that now you can hire people to come and cuddle with you they're professional cuddlers you're missing out on a, oh my on a million dollar uh, buddy. business here buddy Are you, can I sign up is yeah. that a thing yeah you can sign up that's it it's over for you motherfuckers <laughs> that's it that's, that's it, it. So I took this quiz because yeah. I talked to my therapist and she was asking me about uh, what my attachment style was. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't fucking know. So I Googled this quiz. I wish I could share it with you, but I don't know where I got it. You just Google it and it's one of the top ones. Very, one of the. Oh, yeah. So if you're on Google, <laughs> it's on there. Hey, man, if you're online at all. So unprofessional. Just type it in the search bar. Hey, let bar. me bring this to the pod and not tell you where I got it. Yeah. Uh, I am... I'm going to whet my whistle while you do this, so oh I am God, listening. I now. fucking hate when you do this. Just drink before we do the pod. I did. Drink after we do the pod. I drink during the pod, too. <sighs> Anxious preoccupied is what I got. Mm. And it, and the headline here in all bold prints is your fear of abandonment may be getting in the way of you forming healthy relationships that last. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, hit me with some facts. Uh, you're an extremely empathetic person. No. I mean, that's me, baby. Through and through. Oh, okay. I'm, I mean, not towards you, but yeah, other people. To who? 
yourself? Any, that doesn't count. That's everybody but fucking, you, really. Yeah, it's called being a fucking asshole. I'm really empathetic to myself. To everybody. But why would I be empathetic to you when you're <laughs> such a cocksucker? <laughs> I could even deliver it with a straight face. Take two. Why would I be empathetic to you when you're such a cocksucker? You laughed again. You're the worst actor I've ever seen. <clears throat> I've mastered the art of connecting with others on a deep and real level. False. Go ahead. You do maybe, you, how do you feel about that? I feel true. That you've mastered connecting on a deep level? I'm always in deep conversations, baby. That doesn't mean you're connecting. I get deep. Talking is not connecting. I connect. With who? Whom? And everybody but you. You don't, you don't see me with other people. I'm nice. You don't know I'm anyone pathetic. else but me. <laughs> I, I connect. You know? Do you really? I'm, I'm being serious. I'm you, being serious, yeah. You think, you think you do connect with other people? Yeah. Okay. In a, in a real way. In a deep way. I go deep. Ask around. You may be a social butterfly or deeply value being in long-term relationships. Now that is kind of true. I don't view myself as a social butterfly, although I do talk to strangers <laughs> for a living. Yeah. But I am I'm a serial monogamous. I'm mm -hmm. always in fucking long-term relationships and uh yeah. yeah, I can't I just I can't escape them. It's the escape room. It's like an escape right. so room. There's no, ex, there's no X in, in escape, right? We know that. It's not escape. It's escape. A, escape. There's no escape. X. Escape. There it is. Yep. There's no X. You're an expert at reading people and are the person your friends turn to when they need help. Absolutely not. Absolutely true. You're an expert at reading I people? I just took a phone call this afternoon from a friend of ours who needed advice. What does that mean about you reading people? I can read people. You might be the least street smart person I've ever known. No, come on. I read people for a living. I talk to strangers for a living. I do fucking crowd work. I read people, dog. All right. I'm reading you. You don't believe me right now. That's what I'm picking up from you. Am I correct? That just means you nailed it. That just means you're not deaf. Yet, ironically, your relationships are often a huge source of the pain in your life. That's true. That is so... Yeah, because you're like, hey, I want you to cuddle me, and then you date women who hate you. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Because you are such a uh, have such enormous desire for deep connections, losing the people closest to you is one of your biggest fears. The deep, This deep fear causes you to do whatever it takes to stay close to them, even if it means sacrificing your own needs and boundaries in the process. I have never set a boundary my entire fucking life. So how can you sacrifice your boundaries if you don't set them? That's what I mean. I don't even have them to sacrifice. That's how fucking. That's how much I'm sacrificing. Yeah, that's true. You're not. You're not. A, you're not good at setting boundaries. No, and I. I oftentimes will just allow my partners to do whatever yeah. because I need them to love me. Yeah, and I, I don't want. I don't want that smoke, dog. Yeah. Um, your underlying fear of abandonment is amplified in romantic relationships, especially when you find yourself dating someone who likes their space, someone who isn't very emotionally expressive, yep. or someone who doesn't appear to really need you. When you're, when you're met with these situations, you constantly feel like you're giving and giving and giving, but not getting nothing in return. 
All of this leads you to wonder, why am I not enough? Hey, man. That's because your love language is doing the bare minimum. I swept the floors, babe. (laughs) I do the things you do. I pick up uh, the drinks they like. I save parking spaces. I, uh, you know, I do the tasks that they don't want to do around the house. I, you know, I do the things. Here's what I'm going to ask you. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your motivation for doing those? Are you, let me fucking finish. Are you doing that because that's how you show them love? Or are you doing that because you want them to love you? Well, now you've turned the tables. Oh, I asked you a simple question. Now, do we all know the answer? Yes. Is it obvious? Yes. Because I need everybody to love me. That's the point I'm making. How can you say that's your love language when you're not doing it out of love? You're doing it out of need for yourself. Then what is my love language? I don't fucking know, dog. I asked you and then you started with this bullshit. Oh, buddy. Isn't it interesting how your like your actions can be one thing, but the motivation of why you do them can mm. kind of make them shitty? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. I don't do that. I do it all the time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Do you think... Let me let me phrase it like that. Do you think that you are doing acts of service because you like to receive acts of service back? So do you think that, that that's why... That's the motivation behind you doing it? Or do you truly care? No, I truly care. And... Um, I, my, even, well, I'm not going to say when I was a kid because all kids like getting presents, but even since I was a younger man, you know, yeah, like late teens, I always very much enjoyed giving presents rather than receiving presents because I, I just, I enjoy, I really enjoy it. Like I, I like being like, Hey, got this for, I thought you would like it. And then like seeing that person be excited about just like that thought. Hmm. That's just like a nice, I'm like, ah, cool. That makes me feel good. Maybe my acts of service are selfish, but my gift giving is love because I, 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 I I identify with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hold on. Kanye. Did you say your love is a gift? No. You just said my gift giving is love. It's how I show love. Or it's it's like, because what you just said is I connect with that so much. I like getting something that somebody's mentioned or they've talked about or whatever. I remember that and I get it for them. And then, and then I feel good about that because it shows that I've listened to them. I see what they've wanted and I've presented it to them. And mm. it, and that's a non-selfish thing that makes me feel so fucking good. Nice. So I guess I want you guys all to know this. Look how defensive he's getting. Right? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. No, I just, no. I just stumbled upon this. That's good. Um, I am not being shitty. I didn't know you did that. I'm not, I, and I understand that you don't do that for me because you don't value me at all. But I didn't know you did that for your partners. Legitimately. I'm not being, I'm not fucking with you. I didn't know you were like a pick, pick up a thing and like, Oh, I thought of you. I didn't know that about you. You're looking at me like I'm being an asshole and I'm being serious. I didn't know you did that. Did I not get you a lamp the other day? Where is it? Still in my house, but did oh. I not get you a lamp the other day? Allegedly. Now. Now. Is it a lamp that you've wanted for a long time and you've talked about it and you've fucking bugged yes. me about for a while? Yes. Now. 
Did I find it for you? Did I snatch it up? Did I get it for you? You you were helping a friend move and he was throwing it out and you got it for me. Yes. And I appreciate it. And I told you that. Well, there it is. Now, let me ask you a question. Outside of that lamp, when have you ever done that? (laughs) I don't know. Now, did you do that because I brought it up so many times and because I started getting you little things that I noticed that I think I was like, hey, man, I picked it up for you. I thought you'd like it. No, but we have had talks recently about... um, the friendship. Yeah, you taking me for granted. I don't know what else to call it, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and so it was uh it was a hey, I do think about you. Hey, nice. I do love you. Right. Here you go. Thanks. I and I appreciate it. It made me feel great that you did that and you thought of me. It was nice. Okay. And I'm saying it's the first time. Well yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So don't don't present it like, well didn't I do you did yeah you did after 12 years of me being like hey man this hurts me (laughs) (laughs) everything you do hurts me yeah yeah i saw (sighs) something recently uh who was who are they talking about Uh, they were talking it was uh, i forget who it was but they. Um, this is so interesting right now. They said. Um, they said. Are you loving this person? Are you okay with loving this person with no conditions, like unconditionally, or mm-hmm. are you going to have to love this person with conditions? And uh, meaning, like you're going to hold them accountable. You're going to like. Do they do what I do? Do they bring the table? I bring the table. All that stuff. Mm. And they were like, if you can love this person unconditionally, then it's going to work. Oh, it was, it was talking about Bobby Lee. Burt Kreischer was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And Burt Kreischer brought it up on the podcast. Two of the most ridiculous man children that have ever lived yes. having this conversation is a fucking joke. But go ahead. I'd like to hear the point you took away. <laughs> the point I took away was Burt said, said this about Bobby. He says, you have to love Bobby unconditionally. Because if you start putting conditions on him, then then it's not going to work out. You can't mm-hmm. expect things from him. You can't expect him to do this or do that or blah, 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 because then it's not going to happen with him. So you have to just love Bobby as Bobby. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that with you and I yeah, and the conversations we've had. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think you just have to love me for me. Oh, that's cute when you're the Bobby Lee. <laughs> I'm sure that's real fucking easy to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. Do you hear what you're asking of people? I'm just asking that of you. I know, but do you hear? But like, so do you hear what you're asking? Yeah, just love me for me, hey, man. No matter what I do, <laughs> no matter how <laughs> shitty I might get, no matter how much I don't reciprocate, mm-hmm. don't let your feelings for me change. Hey, man, just gotta love me for me. It's a big ask, dude. And I, I get the point that Bert was making. Yeah. And I think it's a fair point. Um, but I think the the thing that you're missing is mm. somebody loving you unconditionally. That's that's a that's a choice of a feeling. But that I could love you unconditionally, but that could drastically change our relationship. Yeah. That could mean I see you once a year or we talk on the phone twice a year. Because I love you unconditionally. But you know. Yeah, I feel like that only f- falls, and I think you're onto something there. Because when I think of that, I think of 
family. And you're like, right. Yeah, I love them unconditionally. They're family. Mm. I'm not going to answer their phone call. But yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go visit. Yeah. It's a fucking headache. Right? Yeah. Do you, when it comes to, I had this conversation. Uh, I think I was high at the time. So this is a high thought. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe in unconditional love? Do you think that's a real thing? Just in general, or are we talking in romantic relationships or just in like human, just any, any the deli- idea? Of anything. It. Romantic, family, fr- anything. Do you think unconditional love is a real thing? Yeah. Yeah? I think it's possible. I think it's rare. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that because it, I think so many relationships, regardless of the type of relationship, there, there is a condition, you well, know? Yeah. There's a set of expectations that you're, that you're, you want from your partner or friendship or family member or whatever, or even, the, or even like, you know, like I know my mom loves me, you know, unconditionally. Mm-hmm. What if I was like a rapist? She'd still love you unconditionally. You think so? Yeah. What if I was a pedophile? <laughs> like, how bad does it have to I get mean, before my mom's like, I just can't with this guy? There's got to be a thing. I mean, I think of when you go down that path, I think of addicts, right? And you think about how much that hurts family and friends and stuff mm-hmm. and how isolating that is and you still see family and friends especially mothers sticking up and trying to fix what's wrong mm. trying to heal them trying to be there for them trying to support them and it doesn't matter how much they steal from them or yeah fuck up or break promises or whatever yeah yeah, so I think it is possible. And when you go down that what if, what if, what if road, I think it's still the same. I think a mother's love is unconditional. Yeah, a mother's love might be the a, one. A good mother's love is unconditional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. there are some bad mothers out there who are like, hey, fuck my kid. Like, yeah. What happened? He got a B. And you're like, oh, okay. That's oh. oh, we're talking about Asians now. That's what, uh, well, we can't use that now, Yeah, can we can. We? Asian parents are strict on grades. Everybody knows that. Ask an Asian. Ask one. Even the phrase ask an Asian makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Get Bobby Lee on the phone. He'll tell you. He wouldn't be offended. No, I think here's what, here's where, here's where we fall into problems, right? In relationships (laughs) and friendships. I'm trying to get us back on track. I know. Here's where I think we fall into problems. When we don't see the reflection of our own actions in others. We expect. I'm trying to process that. If we we don't see the reflection of our own actions in others, right? If we don't see how our actions affect our actions affect other people. No, no, no. Reflection. So, I'm always on time. I'm always this. I'm always that. And when you become friends or you get into a romantic relationship with mm-hmm. others, you just go, "Well, I'm always this way. Why aren't they?" Mm-hmm. And that's where it causes friction. And so that's true. I'm guilty of that. I've been guilty of that in the past. Yeah, so matching up with people is is hard, and and, and that's obviously where you come with like, oh, I vibe with this person, or I don't get along with them, blah 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 blah. blah. Mm-hmm. But when you have these like stone cold expectations of 
I think that's when relationships start to fall apart as well, when people stop living up to those expectations that they were originally bringing to the table. They were always bringing me flowers. They always did this. They always did that. Now yeah. they haven't done this, this, that. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? That those expect, ex- expectations aren't being met. And so mm-hmm. now you're letting the other person down and they're like, they see your value as less than because they value themselves. And well, they can't, they don't love me because I do this because I love them. And they don't do this. Well, that doesn't mean they don't love you. That doesn't mean they don't care about you. That doesn't mean that they're not. I feel like that's those types of things are why love languages blew up. Mm. Like why they become so well known because so many people were like, well, I do this and he doesn't. It's like, well, that's not how he loves you or that's not how she receives love. So I, I think there is validity to love languages for that reason. Yeah. And also all this just shows how important communication is in relationships and how how important it is to be with somebody that you feel safe communicating with because good communication can easily become an ideal in that. Like you can think that, you know, pulling, pulling your girlfriend aside and being like, Hey, I'm just, I've been feeling really insecure lately. Can like, can you just tell me you're not going anywhere? Yeah. Like doing that in your head is very easy, but sitting her looking in the eyes and saying that can be a really emasculating, embarrassing thing. And if you don't have that kind of trust built with your partner, then you can't have that kind of communication. Yeah. Man, relationships are hard, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, uh, I was with the last person I was with, I was not aware of, the love language Mm -hmm. and I felt like I was doing this, this and this, but like, you're right. It doesn't matter that you're doing all those things because it doesn't matter to them. It's not on their checklist. Right. And even recently in a business relationship, I was, I found myself doing this where I was like, Oh, but I'm doing this, this, and like, there's no fucking way I'm not. And that stuff didn't matter to them. They wanted this thing. And I was like, Oh, and I didn't see that until after. I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. Love languages don't belong in business. I think it belongs. Well, you're wrong. I don't think it belongs in business. I think when you're in already in relationships, like if you're doing business with a friend. No. You don't think love languages blend over to business? Nope. I absolutely do because I. That's. Do they get blurred with expectations then? No. I think this isn't. This is a little off topic, but I. I think you're still figuring out that line between business and friendship mm. you haven't learned that yet because the, the business relationship you're talking about when you were initially sat you guys were at a meal together and they looked at you and said this is business now yeah and you haven't learned that yet you still take a lot of business personally yes very much so yeah, yeah so that's just that's, that's something you have to learn that takes time yeah i'm sorry to invalidate what you said but you're wrong i still love you yeah <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I need that. I know. I'm anxious, preoccupied. <laughs> I know. Okay, can I talk about my quiz? Yeah, I would love that. I, talk, I took the quiz two times. Yeah. Because the first one, I, I got to flip my hat around. It's making me itchy. Um, I did, so the first time, um, I got fearful avoidant, and I went through um, 
the bullets and I didn't really agree with all of them. Probably 70% of them felt relatable and the rest of them just felt like nothing at all. So I took it again on a different website and do you know those websites? Can you share those with us? I could, uh, I don't have my phone on me, but I absolutely could. Hmm. Oh, dude, obviously eat my whole cock, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you were prepared because you were so mad at me for not being prepared. I thought you were prepared. Are you prepared? I'm always prepared. Oh, okay. Well, uh, share the websites. I don't need to show because I'm not sharing results because I'm saying I didn't, I, need, I, I don't feel comfortable that these represent me. Okay, go on. You fucking bitch. <laughs> and I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Blood's boiling, seething. Now, I took the first fucking quiz and it came back fearful avoidant uh-huh. and I didn't agree with long. So I did it again on a separate website. I'll link it below. And I got, uh, I got your thing. The uh, anxious preoccupied. <laughs> I got your thing. A little bitch. I got your thing. Yeah. I was being a little bitch all day. <laughs> uh, and I didn't agree with all those either. I agreed about with, with half of those. So I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. Or if I'm like, cause they ask you questions and it's basically like you rate it on a one to 10. Yeah. Like strongly disagree, strongly agree. And I don't know if I'm just, if I keep looking at the questions from a different perspective or different time or like putting them in different situations, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. But you made a point that you thought I was secure attachment style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was very flattering. <laughs> Thank you. That's my active service for the day. Lying to me? <laughs> oh, thanks, man. You do know my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you, from what I have been understanding about the different uh, attachment uh, styles, yeah. you you come off as more so as the secure. Mm. Um, sure of your emotions, taking your time to uh, get back in the dating field when you get to know somebody and they are meeting your expectations. You tend to lock, lock them down instead of dating around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you're looking for kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all secure attachment. Maybe I am. I don't know. I'll take another quiz. <laughs> I'll take another quiz. <laughs> but I, I, I also, so I'll, I'll share this. I'll share this on the pod. You know this. Mm-hmm. So, um, my last relationship ended around pretty close to five years ago. It was, uh, the end, it was June of 2018. Um, she passed away and then I didn't date until I got, I moved to LA, which was January of 22. So I took solid four years off. Cause I really didn't start dating till that summer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, but during that time, um, well, one, I was grieving. And once I got to the point of considering, um, dating again, I decided not to. And what I did instead was I did a lot of reflecting on, past relationships Mm. and um, what I liked about them, what I didn't, 
times when I felt that I was a very good partner and times that I was not a good partner and things that are important to me for future relationships. And I spent a lot of time going through those things. Um, so yeah, you, you know, as you kind of touched on, I, I, I took a lot of time off dating and I don't, I'm not a big, I also, I never really learned how to date. Like I, I was kind of like you as a serial monogamous. So I, my longest relate or my first long-term relationship was five years. And we started dating when I was 17 and we dated all through college, broke up. And then, um, I was single for a little bit. And then I was in that, um, long distance relationship that was, yeah, was terrible. (laughs) That's all you have to say. It was a long distance. Um, and then I moved to Denver and, you know, I dated a, a little bit, but so I just, I never, I never did that thing where you just date and figure out what you like about people. And I just never learned how to do that. I think a lot of people do that in their early twenties. And I was in this five year relationship, Yeah, you know, in college is when you're supposed to do all that shit. And I didn't, I was living with my girlfriend all through college. And it's just like, so I just never learned how to date. I never learned how to do that thing. So it's been a weird thing getting back into dating. Cause I'm kind of like starting over in a way. That's so interesting. Yeah. I, I, I've always been in long-term relationships as well, but that time in between I was slinging dick just yeah out there slinging it so that's interesting that you i mean it's incredible that you've taken this time off uh i was always i i I could never do that yeah yeah you you struggle with being alone yeah and i i don't thrive on it i I was born in the darkness (laughs) you're merely adapting to it molded by it (laughs) uh yeah i just i've I think like we talked about in a previous episode, I, um, I'm just, I'm so shy and I have such social anxiety that keeping to myself is natural to me. Mm. And I've just, I've never, I don't even, I don't want to, I don't want to say I never felt the need cause I don't know if that's the right word, but I never, I never had the desire to just constantly surround myself with people. That's, that's just not an enjoyable thing for me. So let's talk about expectations then. So when you are going on a date and mm-hmm. now that you're in your thirties and you're dating now and all that stuff, early thirties and you're shy and you're doing these things. So Mid- what, what are the expe- what are you looking for then? Or what are you expecting on these first dates? These first times that you're meeting these women, like what does I, that look like? I really try to go in with no expectations. And I, I mean, I see it on Twitter, you know, women are shitting on men for like just their first date being like, Oh, let's go grab ice cream and go for a walk. That's the first dates I'm doing. Mm. Like I am literally the first date is seeing like, can you carry a conversation? Like, do (laughs) do you you know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking a. And, um, it's like, do we vibe like, yeah, because we talked now, a now, little... Now, what you did was you started talking while I was still talking. Yeah. Right? And we know that. Yeah. Right? And 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 go fuck yourself because I'm not done. 
Now, can you have a conversation? Do we vibe? Uh huh. Do you look like your pictures? Like, am I attracted? There's so many things to feel out on a first date. I feel like before going in with expectations of who they're going to be. So I feel like I try to treat first dates as just like, just like to feel it out. And that's how I do it. And I'm done talking. What do you got to say? I was going to say that it's interesting that I, I feel like you're bleeding over a little bit from what we talked about in the stranger danger episode when the social anxiety, when you're, you're, I don't want to, I don't want to keep using the word expectations, but when you meet other people, you're, you have this vibe check going instead of this, uh, social politeness that we talked about. Yeah. And it's interesting that it carries over into the date world as well, where yeah. you are looking for that same, like, there's no bullshit. There's no, it's just like, can we fucking vibe or not? I think so much of dating now has become like you go meet up with a person and the, the priority is like, do they like me? And I think you need to go into a first date being like, do I like them? Because if you don't like them, who, what, what does, what does it matter? I think so many people in dating now get caught up. I mean, how many friends do you have male and female? They go, I just, I can't tell if he likes me in it. Do you like him? Yeah. Like, do you like this? Like focus on that. And I just, so yeah, that I'm, I'm trying to go into first dates with like, I'm trying to be myself. Like I joke around a lot. I, I'm Italian. I come from an Italian household. I have a bit of a potty mouth. Like, if I can't do, if I do that around you and you clam up and you're uncomfortable, this is never going to work because that's who I am. Right. And I'm not going to give it to you at level 10 on the first date, but I'm also, I'm not going to be on my best behavior just because I think you're hot or whatever. Like do, is there anything here? Like, that's what we need. I need to figure out. I don't, I don't care about making you like me either. You're going to like me or you're not. And those things are going to take time regardless so, hmm. yeah, I don't give a fuck about going in and doing the bullshit. Like, I'm going to be myself. Please, for the love of God, be yourself. And if we don't get along, that's okay. Yeah. See? Secure attachment. I feel like that's, that's easy. <laughs> secure attachment. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Why don't the quizzes tell me that? I don't know. Yeah, my quizzes were dead on. And, you know, we were listening to this. I, I, I downloaded the attached audio book. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to learn more about attachment style and all that fun stuff, I highly recommend this book. It's just called Attached. I have a physical copy. I have not read it yet. Yeah, you played me a little bit of the audiobook, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it now. Yeah, what was interesting were they're saying how people are pairing up with it, right? Mm-hmm. And they were saying that for uh, anxious, preoccupied folks like myself, don't, don't say folks, but yeah, yeah, some folks like me, mm-hmm. some old country mice like me, country mice. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> um, uh, we need somebody that is secure. We need a secure attachment. And oftentimes, though, we get teamed up with the avoidance. And, and when you say teamed up, you mean drawn to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was saying that. And, and those relationships don't last. And are you sure? <laughs> I can speak from personal. 
and that's the thing. Like the women that I've dated in the past are great. They're incredible women. Very independent, strong-willed, all these things. Incredible okay. women. But sure. they are, I would almost bet that they are avoidance. And uh, that's why my anxious style does not match up to them. Yeah. They're eventually why absolutely I'm, avoidance. <laughs> well, we're not together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So if you're, if you're anxious, preoccupied out there, you need to find yourself a secure attachment because they were saying, I, I wrote this down. See how fucking prepared I am? I wrote something down to share. Did you write anything? No, oh, that's what I thought. Cool. No. I, I I actually have the capability of remembering things. Professional. Um, Perfect. if you're anxious, <laughs> you should date someone. Professional cocksucker. Secure, and here's why: because you want the closeness and the and and the intimacy, and they're not afraid to give that to you. Where somebody avoidant is. You're and you're you're talking about secure people. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> um. This is this is anxious with secure people. Okay. This uh, is why anxious people should yes try to seek out the secure bag a secure one. Yeah, got it. Uh, you you're worried that they're going to uh, you're worried about rejection and all these things. Secure people are not going to reject you. They're going to show you that they love and they're going to send you clear signals of this because they're <clears throat> secure. Yeah. Uh, you you'll find that you want to tell them how you feel all the time and that you, you know, you want to check in and see if they're going to abandon you and all these things that we do as anxious people. And you're not going to have to do that because they're already making you a top priority and they're making your feelings a top priority. So they're already looking out for you. So you don't ever have to bring up like, Hey, are you mad at me? Or are we okay? Or any of those things because they're secure. Right. They're going to tell you that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe go. I am a secure attachment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I didn't used to be. Maybe I've maybe the last couple of years of reflection have turned me into that. Yeah, because you're talking about these quizzes, you don't know what what the time frame you're answering these questions in, and a lot of them are about childhood. And a lot of them are. They say if you're single, go to your last relationship. Mm-hmm. My last relationship was five years ago. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's just not. Updated. You haven't updated your yeah, you have new I iOS. I haven't updated the software. <laughs> it was interesting what I read also was that these attachment style theories are coming from uh, like prehistoric days and when humankind first started because all of these hunter gatherers and people in these groups would have these attachment styles based on survival. So it was like, are you an anxious person? Are you worried about abandonment? Because your fucking tribe might leave your cave and fucking you're there to deal with shit and you don't know if they're coming back or not. Mm-hmm. So you have all these abandonment issues and blah, 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 blah. And if you cure, then you know if you're kind of latched on to somebody or if you know that you can go out and they're going to come back and all these different things. So it was all based on these survival skills, mm. which I thought was fucking wild. So let me give you an instance where I feel... You can tell me if this checks out for you for my secure attachment. Mm-hmm. Met a lady on Hinge. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is in the recent past. It was this year. 2023. Okay. A little younger than me. A little younger? Oh, how old are we talking? <laughs> what are your age settings on your Hinge? I go from 12. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think my... That's not important. Okay. 
because the, the, the low one is in the 20s and it shouldn't be because I'm 35. Mm-hmm. Right. And we know that. And we know that I shouldn't be looking for women in their 20s, but they're fun to look at. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I'm sorry. They are. Uh, so she, she, she was 26. Okay. 35. Right. So nine year age difference. Now we <clears throat> met up twice. Mm-hmm. First time. Uh, so we were messaging on hinge, um, pretty immediately went into voice notes. So we were just trading voice notes, um, moved to text, trading voice notes, like throughout the day for a couple of days. Um, first time we hung out, she's like, Hey, I have plans with friends tonight, but, uh, we live pretty close to each other. And she's like, how, what, how do you feel about me coming over and we'll just like take your dog for a walk. And I was like, that's cool. Came Perfect. over here. Yeah. Took my dog downstairs, went for a walk. Um, uh, after the dog walk, came up here, hung out, had a great time, right? She actually, we lost track of time and she, she was supposed to meet her friends at seven. She left here at like seven twenty or something. Um, traded a bunch of voice notes again, made plans to meet up a second time, met up. Uh, I picked her up at her place. We did some thrifting, grabbed some food, came over here, took the dog out. And then we hung out here again for a while. Okay. Uh, we make plans to meet up a third time. Mm -hmm. And then the, I don't remember the days, but we made plans to meet up a third time. And I think the day after we made plans. So after the second time she's, she sent me a voice note. She's like, I had so much fun today. Like, thank you. I had a great time. I was like, yeah, me too. Blah, blah, blah. Kept trading voice notes, made plans to meet up a third time. I think the day after we made plans to meet up a third time, she sent me a text and said, uh, I don't see us moving forward from here. Like, best of luck. Whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, like, complete shift. And I asked. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's anxious. That's what I'm saying. So, I asked. I was like, oh. I was like, hey, cool. I was like, did something happen? Like, what am I missing here? And she just goes, no, nothing to worry about. All good. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's a fucking bullshit thing to say. (sighs) Nothing happened. It's all good. Yeah. But here's the thing. (laughs) A secure attachment person would go, okay. Yeah. It bothered me a little bit. Yeah, really? Yeah, because I really, I, I wanted the reason. Now that's that's ego. I don't I, think that has anything to do with attachment style. I think that's here's here's how I worked through it. So in my past few years, here's what I've learned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you one, it comes down to a lot of things. If I did let me be clear, I didn't ask her again. Like okay, hey, this has good. been just tell me what happened. Like like what is it? Yeah. Never I promise I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing didn't just let it go. But here's how here's why I did. Good for or you. here's how. Thank you. Um I realized from my side of things, one, if I ask, do I tr- do I have any level of trust built with her 
that whatever she says to me, I'm going to believe her. Mm. And I don't. So whatever she said, am I even going to believe it or am I wasting my time? Two, do I know her well enough to know that she has the skills or capabilities to communicate to me what the thing is? Like, can she put it into words? Don't know that she does. And from then I look at it from her side. If I go and ask her that, if I go and ask her, like, what happened? She has to decide. Because one, I'm going to go on a little side note here. I can't imagine what it's like being a woman on a dating app. Yeah. It's got to be a horrific. It's the worst. Experience, right? You're getting first messages that are just like back shots, question mark. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What that mouth do? And you're like, oh, yeah, like, oh okay. boy. <laughs> yeah, like it's got to be a rough thing. It's the worst, yeah. yeah. And then for her to take a chance to meet up in person, one, to take a chance to give me her number, risk. Meeting up in person, risk. Meeting at my place, risk. Coming into my home, risk. Like she's already put herself out there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I think from her side, if I were to ask that question, I think she then has to decide, do I tell him the truth? Because she knows where I live. I know where she lives at this point. Mm. Or does she, I'm just going to tell him something that I think will keep me safe. Because I think a lot of men don't realize how unsafe women feel, especially in the dating world. And how many behaviors that women have adopted just for the idea of keeping themselves safe. So when I look at all of that, why the fuck would I ask? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One, it's my ego. It's just my fucking ego getting rejected. And then when you factor in all those other things, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Such a bigger picture, you know? Yeah. And I still want that fucking reason. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't matter. It does. And yeah, but I'm proud of you because that takes a lot to just let go of that. And it takes a lot to let go of anything, but especially when you feel like rejection or the, you know, when you're dealing with those feelings of, is there something wrong with me? And you're putting yourself out there for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. For somebody to be like, nah, I'm good. You're like, oh, what? I bought you in and out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's rejection sucks. Yeah. It just, it just sucks. But it's, it's just your ego. It, yeah. it it could have been something as simple as she decided I'm not dating right now or she got back together with an ex. Like who fucking knows? It could have nothing to do with me. It right. could have had everything to do with me. But we know it did, right? Probably. I'm sure I said something. Mm-hmm. And I we must know have said something. You might, you might have asked her to ask the Asian something. I did. I did. We were talking about noodles no, and I said, no. ask an Asian. <laughs> Shut it down. You cannot... You can't do it because I'll push the fucking envelope every time, dude. Thanks for listening. Is it over? <laughs>